<laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. No, hey, no. Check my playlist, guaranteed you ain't here talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing all the stuff. Music talks for the Wayne and Janine. Run it up. Run it, run it. Pass that ox. Pass that Yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the forward, I feel like I'm Harrison. Back on the fast track. Mighty and morphing my name. Ooh, that's too much sauce to give everybody for one episode. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what's going on? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Pass the Ox. You know what time it is, man. It's your boy, your favorite prince, your prince of botch, your boy, your favorite neighborhood residential mediator slash host. Dwayne, what's happening? And of course, I'm joined by my lovely, oh so beautiful co-host, as you know best, the queen of Clatchet, Miss Bougie Thuggin' Janine. Talk to the people, what's happening? Hello, what's good? What's poppin' everybody? Another beautiful evening, morning, afternoon. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but it's always a grand time. <laughs> so ready to get into another episode. Uh, speaking of which, uh, for our <laughs> viewers out there watching the visual version, tell the people, what are you sipping on today, ma'am? Um, this is a 32-ounce glass um, that uh, I may or may not have gotten from Taco Mac, but this is Blue Moon with a orange slice. You got to have an orange slice with the Blue Moon every time. Every time. Every time. And, well, you know, silly old me, hey, you just got to have a nice glass of <laughs> Hot cold agua, baby. It's gonna keep you nice and hot. Come on, baby. H2O. <laughs> Gatorade. H2O. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> my mama said, okay, now that's for a whole nother devil. Y'all know how we do it on this show. Nonetheless, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Pastor Ox. And as y'all already know, first off, We'd like to thank everybody that is listening to us live, wherever you are listening, whatever time, day, hour, moment. However, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to what we bring to you, which is great musical entertainment, because that's what we are here for. Nonetheless, if you are on one of our favorite platforms, if you're a Spotify-lian out there, hey, welcome. How you doing? You know, there's a nice little uh, follow button up there that you can click real quick. Go ahead and click that. And, uh, well, you know, that way it'll keep you notified, let you know when we drop new episodes, you know. And uh, you can check out every episode that we got, you know what I'm saying? Last week, we actually had a really, really, really phenomenal dope guest, you know what I'm saying? I would like to take this time to shout out Mystical, the No Limit Soldier himself. We would like to thank you guys who took the time to give us the awesome feedback that you did for checking out that episode. If you are a new listener, yes, that's right. Public service announcement. Mystical was on our very show last week. So make sure you stop what you're doing before you even listen to this episode. Unless you're listening live and then you have no choice. So to go ahead and just listen live and then go back and check out the episode with Mystical. All right. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, well, you already know Dillo. So go ahead. Click them five stars, you know what I mean? Leave us a nice little subscript review, you know what I'm saying? Shout us out. Let us know who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. And we will shout you out on this very show. And of course, shout out to the people on Tuned In. Shout out to the people on Six Families Radio. Shout out to the people listening and watching on YouTube. 
Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all already know what time it is. Therefore, this is Pastor Ox. So without further ado, cuz off. I think we got a, a guest in the house today, don't we? Another one. Another one. Another one, another one, another one, another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is a man that kind of doesn't really need an introduction, but that's kind of what your boy is here for, and that's kind of what, you know, we <laughs> as co-hosts are here for, is to give introductions to the people that show up on this very platform. So this man is a man who has been a very avid listener and supporter of the very show that we are bringing to you right now. So number one, we have to thank this brother for that because he's always showing love, always giving comments, always letting us know the truth about every episode, what he thought, every interview, all that good stuff. And of course, this man does music and he produces as well. So artists, if you're listening and you need a producer, you might want to highlight this man by the end of the show at the part where we say, hey, where can everybody find you? So to make sure you wait for that part, all right? In the meantime, here's a great show featuring the one, the only, Charlie G. However, he is a producer, so this is produced by Pac. Therefore, Charlie, talk to the people. What's going on, man? Yeah, thank y'all for having me on. Um, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a dope opportunity to have fun with you guys. Uh, yeah, let's get to it. Let's go. I'm ready. Go. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. So, uh, well, our people out there that listen kind of know how we like to start this show off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's only one way to do it when you're on past the arts, baby. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to alley-oop this thing over to my co-host and let her set us up. Co-host, me. Yeah. All right. So, our first segment is, of course, what's in your ears. And this is a segment where we go around the room, the table, the circle, and we share what have we been listening to this week, new, old, in between so on and such forth. Um, so for me, I am still heavy on Black is King. I'm listening to the Lion King soundtrack. It sounds good. My daughter loves it. Um, I've caught her singing Brown, Brown Skin Girl, and it just makes my heart flutter. It's the most amazing thing. So I've been listening to that. Um, I went to a game night last Sunday, and around 2 a.m. it turned into a Caribbean dance party. <laughs> so mm. uh, we um, were listening to a lot of soca, a lot of calypso, a lot of reggae. And so I've kind of carried that over into my week. Um, I couldn't tell you soca artists because I honestly don't know them, but I just go to my Apple Music, type in soca, and I find a playlist and let it ride. It's, it's, it's the best. Um, and I've been listening to Burna Boy's new album that dropped today. So it's kind of all in the same feel. Mm, okay okay all right all right uh well you know don't don't hate me Same. Uh, fellow beyonce fans out there but you know i still haven't gotten around to checking out this <laughs> thing yet i'm sorry okay <laughs> forgive me one of these episodes i guarantee you i will be able to tell you yes you that i have checked out black is king however I do have a question for everyone out there. Is it possible? I did tweet this once. But I do have this question. Did Black is King overshadow Hamilton? Yeah. 
because I still talk to people about Hamilton. They're like, I'm not watching a musical. I'm not watching a play. I'm not watching anything that has to do with colonial times. So I just think based off of we just relate to Black as King more or we're more interested or the sounds are familiar or the story's familiar or the fact that it's empowering us, I definitely think that it overshadowed Hamilton. Although Hamilton was good, but Black is King is better. Hmm. That was an interesting question because, you know, I had to, I had that thought when I realized, you know, that that was actually a Disney thing on her part. And I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. You know, that was the talk of the town not even a couple of weeks ago. And all of a sudden, this drops and everybody forgets all about it. Except, of course, Beyonce you know, drops and shuts down the internet, the world, time, space, you know, everything. And apparently people's careers. But we're not going to go there. No, we're not. No. <laughs> Y'all ain't supposed to know that part because that's not actually a true thing. He's just being messy, guys. He's being messy. <laughs> hey, no, no, never that. It's just, it's just all good fun, people. It's all good fun. But, <laughs> uh, man, what has been in my ears this week? Wow, guys. Uh, truthfully, first and foremost, uh, freshly off of today, I took it to my native roots of Memphis, Tennessee. And saw that Young Dolph dropped yeah, an it. album, and I had a chance to check out a little of it. I didn't check out in full, but I did check out most of it. And uh, I'm here to say that a uh, very, very basic, catchy kind of album, you know what I'm saying? Typical Memphis sounds, you know what I mean? But it was very hilarious because I love how he had skits in it, you know what I mean? Like literal conversation with like an actual fellow Memphian, you know, somebody that he's known. And, you know, that was kind of cool just to, like, look at the dialogue. Kind of made me feel like I was at home for a minute. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, he had a kind of funny, catchy song that uh, deals, and I could tell he probably wrote this in the midst of what's been going on with Black Lives Matter and everything. Uh, but he has a song called The Land. And, well, basically, it's a play off of, you know, Home of the Brave, Home of the Brave Land of the Free, you know? And uh, he said it sounded like a bunch of bullshit to me. So, you know, therefore, uh, <laughs> I thought that was a very, very interesting yet funny song uh, in its own, like, street Memphian-like kind of way. Uh, so shout out to Young Dolph, man. You know, hey, hey, keep, keep, it, keep it going for the city, man. Keep on carrying the mantle. But, um, yeah, man, I found myself, oh, my boy Lecrae actually dropped Four songs from his new album that will be dropping actually in a few weeks within this month. I believe August 21st is the official release date of this album. Four songs did release from it, which was Zombie. Uh, it was a song. Uh, I forgot. It, it's got, I know it has, y'all forgive me. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know it has John Legend on it, which was pretty dope. Um, he did Shackles, you know, Set Me Free which had a Mary Mary sample in it, you know, from the Shackle song, which was kind of dope how they did that. And um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, and then a, a song that probably was one of my personal favorites of the four, Deep End, which was really kind of cool, you know, just literally talking about how, you know, sometimes uh, whether you're spiritual or not, sometimes when you're trying to keep the peace and everything that's been going on in the world, you could tell this was kind of like a reflection song, uh, you know, like he had a line where he was talking about, I know a lot of people that hate the cops, you know, and I'm over here trying to keep the peace, but, you know, this and that. And um, basically, yeah, Deep End is just a way of just being transparent, as Lecrae always is, and letting you guys know that even with my faith, man, it's hard to 
stay on this side and not go off the deep end. I'm trying my best to stay, you know, on the right path with everything. But shout out to Lecrae. I can't wait for the full album to drop. Uh, so I definitely, in celebration of waiting for this album, because there is rumor, and I, I believe, I still haven't heard him directly confirm this, but it seems like it's all but official that this is Lecrae's actual retirement album. So it looks like this is going to be his final album. May not necessarily be completely done with music, but this could possibly be his final album. And if so, what a heck of a legacy has been for Christian hip hop, because a lot of people look at him as the GOAT of this thing, which I would not disagree with it, because when you've done songs with Paul Wall and B.O.B. and <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign, John Legend, I mean, the list goes on. Tori, Tori Kelly, for crying out loud. I mean, this man with gray has always found a resume way. Resume going stupid. Resume going stupid. A Christian, <laughs> a Christian rapper yeah. doing these type of features with big time people. And actually on this album, he has a song with Kirk Franklin, which I can't wait to hear from that because I'm very interested to see how that turns out. So nonetheless, I mean, this man has done a lot of things. So if this is his final actual full length album, uh, I'm definitely going to make sure I'm enjoying it from start to finish. So y'all will feel, you know, a review coming from me on that aspect when this album drops on the 21st. But yeah, so outside of the crate, uh, I found myself going, uh, I, you know, shout out to Apple Music. They like to spotlight a lot of classic albums. So I found myself on a Tribe Called Quest uh, album, you know, one of their classics. Um, oh, I cannot forget. Shout out to my girl, Brandy. Then vibe yeah. into Brandy's new album. I yeah. have to make this known, people. Brandy is a slept-on artist, okay? Yes. Right. This woman's melodies, greatest of all time, okay? This woman got melodies out of this world that just, I'm sitting there, I was riding. I'm on the interstate, man. I'm literally on 85, just cruising, y'all. Got this girl vibe. Not one track was skipped that thing so smoothly went track to track to track and i'm like man whoo boy brandy whoo oh my goodness <laughs> i'm talking about instrumentation on point melodies on a whole another level of another vibe ladies and gentlemen if you have not listened to this b7 album by brandy stop what you're doing well you know after you listen to this show stop yeah. what you're doing Go on your neighborhood residential streaming site, title, if you will, for my man Derek, because uh, we know how he loves his title. Therefore, whatever you're listening to your music on, check out that B7 by Brandy. Brandy, we hope to have you on the show soon one day, love, because I have to tell you, this album is definitely a masterpiece from top to bottom. And that being said, that's kind of what's been in my ears with the exception of just a couple of things I found also, like I said, I've been a little bit of everywhere. I uh, found myself going through Chameleon Air's uh, Mixtape Messiahs, listening to some of the stuff I used to listen to when I was on Chameleon Air Heavy and still am because the man's underrated in my opinion. I wish he was still doing music, but unfortunately he's doing other money moves right now. So he doesn't really need music anymore, but I found myself in his classics and I found myself listening to a lot of Big Crit because that's one of my favorite rappers, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I love Big Crit, you know. Hasn't dropped anything new. Usually he would drop something new right about now, but I'm pretty sure he's still cooking up some stuff, letting that last album he put out, you know, kind of just ride. But I uh, found myself going back listening to his stuff. So, yeah, that's been pretty much what's been in my ears this week. So I'm going to pass this thing off to our musical guest here. And so 
what you been listening to, man? What's been in your vibes lately, man? Um, as of today, uh, that new Drake and um baby record, uh, laugh now, laugh, laugh, Little laugh dirt. later. Yeah, little dirt. My bad, not little yes. baby, but yes. yeah, that yeah, I was listening to that. I think that was like one of probably my favorite like Drake singles that I've heard in a in a while. Like it just sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I I've been listening to that today. Also checked out the Burner Boy album, some of it. I'm only liking the beginning of it. I was enjoying that. But what I've really been listening to, and for some reason, I just can't, like, I listen to something, listen to something else, but I always find myself going back to uh, the Amine album. That album is really good. I haven't, like, I haven't checked that to out. It yet, yeah. yeah, like, wow. he, has, he has a record with um, Charlie Wilson and um, J.I.D. That record is... That's a heck of a collab right there. Right. Like, I would mm -hmm. never think, like, those, like, group of artists would, like, combine <laughs> on one track. Yes. So, um, he also have uh, a couple records on that album. Um, one one record, he got one, like, ded dedicated to his mom. Like, that joint is um, is pretty dope. Then he, uh, he got another one called Riri. That joint is fire, too. So, if y'all haven't, like, listened to that Mine album, definitely check that out. Um, other than that, you know, I'll go back and forth listening to Nip. Mm. Um, like, uh, I try to start my morning off with high energy. So I call it like activation music. So like, I feel like uh, Nip is like one of those people that I feel like takes me, you know, start your day off right. Like get you high energy and let's, let's go ahead and tackle whatever we got going on today. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much um majority of things I've been listening to. Um, if you haven't heard of another artist called Katori Walker, uh that's somebody I, I go back and forth listening to as well. So um he's pretty dope. He reminds me of like um uh, like a uh overly dedicated like Kendrick in a way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so he's pretty dope. Love it, man. Love it. Love I have it. So, two things I need to go listen to. Yeah, yeah. indeed. indeed. <laughs> it's always great when you have new artists that you can go and uh, <clears throat> check out. Now, speaking of what you definitely transitioned into with what you started off listening to on today's tip, let's go ahead and transition to those entertainment facts. And uh, I switch it and alley oop it again to my co host and say, hey, what happened? that was interesting musically in the entertainment world this week. So something that's been brought to my attention is um, Nas announced that, that um, he's, he's going to be dropping an album called King's Disease, and he dropped a single called Ultra Black. And um, in the single Ultra Black, he has a bar uh, where he's taking a shot at Doja Cat. Um, he says, we going ultra black, unapologetically black, the opposite of Doja Cat. And so, like, true uh, Twitter fandom, um, everybody's coming at Nas now, and there's a generation or a group of Doja Cat fans that are not putting respect on Nas's name, essentially, like, questioning who, who is he to even speak on her. Um, you see these posts where they're comparing streams, like, how Doja Cat has a higher number of streams versus Nas, and that somehow makes her a, a better artist. So it just kind of brings up the conversation of, you know, how is it that we've gotten to a point of where 
um, maybe not celebrity, but your, I guess your stain comes or your stain or respect comes from the numbers versus content or talent or creativity. Not to say that Doja Cat isn't creative, but I don't really listen to her, so I don't know, but you're not going to come for Nas in this way. You can't. You know, it's interesting you touch on that, my lovely co-host, as you did so well, because the funny thing about that is that, yeah, it's it's two sides of the field here, right? There's with the goats, the legends, you know, the uh, <clears throat> forefathers, if you will, there's the get off my lawn aspect of, you know, hey, wait a minute, you know, you got to got to put some people in place here, right? But then it's like, well, you got your new gen kids, your new school kids. It's like, yo, wait a minute, bro. Hold on. All right. You was popping once upon a time. Matter of fact, no, who is you? Ain't you like my granddad's favorite artist or something, you know? Whatever, right. you know, you got this tip and tat thing. But then it's kind of one of those things where you're like, well, Will Smith did say it himself in the Will remix, you know what I'm saying? When he was just talking about, hey, listen, most of y'all forgot back before there was streams, you know, back when you had to buy CDs. And CDs and that. So you can't really compare Nas's streams because of the fact that when Nas was popping, he didn't have streams. And if you had streams, you would see a major difference. Trust mm-hmm. you me. Okay. Just imagine if we had streams in the times of the Tupac Shakurs and the notorious BIGs and the Nas's and even the early Jay-Z's, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine that. You know, if you had any of that. None of these artists today could probably compare to any of those artists at that time. However, there are a selected few that can hold their own in their own right. right. Doja Cat could possibly be that. You know, I don't really listen to a lot of her stuff either. I only recall hearing one song of hers, and that was just because I kind of felt the groove behind it. I say so. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you say? What, what can you say to that? It's just like, you know, I mean, to the OGs, you do kind of want to somewhat not say too much, I guess, but then you have a right to kind of just give it the real, you know what I'm saying? Giving it from an aspect of where you came from and how you came up. But yeah, man, new school kids got to stop being so sensitive, man. Just just take the licks, man. Take the licks and, and, and go with it. You know what I mean? Why, why we gotta be so, why we gotta start the violence like that? What's it gonna do? What is this gonna do? All right, don't down a person because they're OG in the game. God, gosh, I don't know, man. Charles, what you think, my friend? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's just weird, like, kind of like hearing that. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard the song yet. Um, so I, you know, I've been heard, you know, the Sonic, but I'm, I'm imagining it sounds amazing because, um, from my, uh, from what I'm hearing, Hit Boy uh, produced on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I can only imagine like it really sounds dope. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't even put Doja Cat and Nas in the same like conversation. Like that's kind of like, you know, if we kind of transitioning over to like basketball or something like that. That's like, hey, we got somebody like uh, Jordan or Magic Johnson and somebody saying like, oh, like uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's all-star, like he's he's hooping right now. Did you just see the last game? But I mean, <laughs> these people, you know, like they have their legacies like cemented already. Like, yes. Nas is one of the greatest who ever done it. You know, she's still got a lot of work to do, man. 
uh, quite frankly, you know, just being, uh, you know, kind of in some controversy as of late. I don't see yeah. how, <laughs> I don't see how like people are really, really saying that because uh, Nas had every right uh, based off of what you just read to criticize anything that she said. So right. I'm, I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just the ignorance of the fans. Cause like me and my husband were talking about, it and it was like, how could you not know Nas and, and, and um, how could you not know that he's a legend and like he's grandfathered in and he's just always going to be a pillar of hip hop. But what we have to learn is that, you know, when, when we grew up, hip hop was a culture that we grew up in and that we know the, um, history of right but now hip-hop has kind of turned in 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 them um, to pop culture so these newer generations they're not going to know the history or have a connection to hip-hop the way that we do and the way that we know like you're not going to speak ill on Nas's name ever no you, you make a great point um definitely because like even i remember me growing up um like people even if you just go back to like tupac like i wasn't you know, I was a kid, so, like, I didn't know yeah. anything about what was going on, so, of course, like, people older than me, they have a different appreciation for music from what I grew up in, because, to be mm -hmm. honest, the 2000s is probably, like, the worst of the worst <laughs> when it comes to the quality of, of, of hip-hop, even though I enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. But I can, I can kind of see what you mean about the generational gap. Yeah. Man. You know, it's interesting you should say such a thing. I mean, uh, I would have said that about the mid to late 90s music was kind of that. You know what I mean? Where like, sounded great then, you look back at it, some of it, depending on the, the style and the artist you're talking about, you know? But I could see what you mean when you say early to mid 2000s was the same case. Uh, to us, great, but then you can look back at it and be like, yeah. Was Some of this, this is not holding well. Time, time has not been good to this track. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, you know. I mean, you listen to, like, to, like, you know, uh, like, Big Thomas, like, you know, some some of those songs, it'd be like, hey, yo, like, <laughs> everybody get your roll on. Everybody, everybody get your roll on. What? You know, like, some of, the, some of those lyrics is like, you know, okay, pay by Rick, because all my buddies spit. <laughs> like, like we talk about some stupid stuff, or just like the the snap era. The snap era is really what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Rich boy, fun, the fun time now. On the <laughs> fun time. Throw some D's on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I feels, I feels. You know what I mean? Uh, nah, I mean, I, you, you right. You know, some of those one hit wonder like singles, but yeah, I mean, shoot, let's be real though. Even with today's generation of music in this current era, right? Who's to say theirs ain't the same case? Can we honestly say from 2010 to 2020? <laughs> Do you already remember a lot of the music you heard from 2010 to 2020 that kind of still carries? Uh, it just depends. Um, yeah. It depends, because it's a lot of, you know, one-hit wonders that, you know, we like the Trinidad James and, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, like the Bobby Smurders and things of that nature where like, you know, they had their little moment then we kind of moved on. But um, mm -hmm. I think we had a um, a decent uh, couple errors in the 2010s. Um, early 2010s was like, for me, like the Travis Porter, uh, 
like the the Waka Flocka area, like that that era to Roscoe me Dash. was super. Yeah, Roscoe Dash was super <laughs> fun. What what about yeah. the the? Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, I was having a moment because uh, <laughs> I'm losing sight of him. Like he's in the tip of my tongue right now. I don't know why I'm going so blank today. But uh, Fetty Wops, what what about your Fetty? Oh yeah, yeah. About, you know Fetty. Fetty was amazing. Fetty was man. amazing. <laughs> I'm kind of sick about that though, because like he had so much, he did so much in so little time. Like the 2010s brought us future, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he brought us future. It did bring future. future. Crit, Cole, Crit, Cole, yeah, um, yeah. Drake, yeah, Kendrick, yeah. yeah. And then we yeah, had a done. whole uh, dope era of Kanye. Mm-hmm. 2010s, like that was like the tip, like. The best Kanye. You can't forget your Rihanna's. Yeah. Yep. You got a Rihanna. Definitely that for sure. Definitely. So, definitely. Uh, so I mean, it, it it does show that you know that was a good era of like you know crop of stuff. But even in between, there's still some things that you can say. Uh, as twenty, we're in a new decade. So mm-hmm. from 2020 to 2030, let's see what this decade gives us. Because maybe as we're getting older, to us maybe. It's like, yeah, this ain't sticking. But to the crop that were in the position of what we were, you know, in the 2010s, the early 2000s, that's going to sound amazing. But it may not which, always carry over. So. Which, which, which brings us to our next point. XXL dropped, dropped, dropped the fresh freshman class list. I don't, I am an auntie. I'm an OG. I don't know who most of these people are. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't know who most of these are. I feel like mulatto. I know because of you all. Ah. <laughs> Rod, Rod Wave. I I know Fivio. I know kind of. That's it. I knew about three to four names on that list. I believe. Let me see. I of course mulatto, and if I had never watched the rap game, I probably wouldn't have right. known who mulatto was. But because I binge watched that on Netflix, I now know who Mulatto is. And it's crazy to actually see that she's in that just now after being in a show that she was 16 in for so long. So it does say a little something to, to, to make that. Is that really a freshman? I guess so. I guess yeah. this is like her debut where where where, where like she's really making noise in the industry, I guess. Because yeah. like she she has a single with um, Gucci. Which I am going to listen to because I like the the original song. Yeah. So I'll check it out. She was also on. Um, I heard her verse on another guy who actually made this list, and I know his name only because fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, this very rapper on this list actually graduated recently this year from my auntie. Shout out to my auntie Kay back in Memphis, Tennessee. This very artist graduated recently from high school at her very private school, and she had the pleasure of saying, hey, I'm famous now because she was on the shade room with the very speech as he, you know, yeah, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, NLE Chopper. Yeah, I believe, I, is a, I believe he's a Memphis resident, I think. I believe he is. I mean, to graduate from a Memphis school, he's got to be from Memphis, I'm assuming. But uh, him and Mulatto, he had an album that he just dropped not too long ago. And Mulatto actually had a verse. And I'm not going to lie, guys, it was a very, 
very explicit song. Uh, very sexual. Very, very sexual. Uh, <laughs> like, like completely detailed in so many ways, top to bottom. Um, that being said, <laughs> not intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what you did there. Yes. No. No pun intended. But yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, if we're talking like flow, uh, they both killed it. Uh, but yeah, nah, man. Lyricism. It was. It was tough to try to take that. After a while, it was just like, good gracious. Like, like, can they say? Can they say one? Like, but it was a sexual song, so I get it. It had to be what it was. But for the most part, flow for flow, they killed it. And uh, shout out to MLE Chopper because actually on his album, he had features from Mulatto, Lil Baby, I think Dub Baby. Um, shoot. Nice with yeah. the features. Yeah, he had a he had a lot of dope features on this on this one album. Um, gosh, I was trying to think of some of the names I remember seeing on that thing. Those were the ones that came off top. Uh, I think oh, Chief Keith for crying out loud, Chief mm. Keith. This okay. man got a song with Chief Keith on there, and I was like, oh, all right. So you doing some moves, moves. Um, and only seventeen year, years old, guys. This man is is incredibly respect incredibly young. So to to have that level of stuff shows uh. The future is bright for a lot of the artists. And of course, Jack Harlow, uh, a gentleman that we all probably know from this list. Uh, What's poppin'? I mean, one of the hottest TikTok songs in the planet that everybody and their mama's doing the dance to. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, nonetheless, um, yeah, I think off the top. Who else is on that list, Neem? Yeah, else? let me just read off the list so that we can give them their own flowers. Cause, because this is nice. You guys made the list. Um, NLE Chapa, Polo G, Chica, Baby Keem, Mulatto, Jack Harlow, Rod Wave, Lil TJ, Cowboy, Fivio. Is it Fivio or Fivio? Fivio? I think it's Fivio. Fivio Foreign, Lil Keed, and 24K Golden. Wow. That's, that is quite a list. And, you know, I mean, given, given how I'm really not super into the street style of rap most times, probably because I don't relate to it as much, even though I knew I grew up in an atmosphere like that, I don't really uh, relate, relate, you know, since I wasn't involved with it. But most times, uh, even just in my older state, it's just kind of like, man, can we, can we kind of, can we kind of, can we kind of do like the coals in the other world and all that, but I get with you know industry and what sells and all that jazz like i get you know so i, I do want to salute all of those young rappers because again the future is bright for all of those guys and girl because we do have a female on the list yeah matter of fact oh yeah if i'm not mistaken there's been at least one lady each year of that freshman xsl list lately because i believe yeah i was gonna say i believe meg the stallion was on that list I know Cardi B, I believe, was on that list at one point. May no, this may I think, be. No, she, I think she passed on it. Did she? I think, yeah, I think she passed on it. So I think she blew up too quick. Did she blow up too quick? Cardi blew up hella fast. Yeah, she yeah. blew up really fast. Uh, yeah, she just missed it. Okay, so she might have just missed it. I was going to say, but I know they've had quite a bit of... Uh, yeah, they, they had a, quite a bit of, of, of ladies make that list within the last five to some odd years or so, you know. So shout out to the ladies in the game that's killing it and, and really, like, shining, you know, giving that lady representation, as my co-host can greatly emphasize, you know. <laughs> you know. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. Flowers to the lady. <laughs> <laughs> so what um I mean, gosh. Uh Did you I, listen to, to to any of those artists, Charles? Um yeah, like Rod Wave is somebody um well, I'm from I'm from Miami, I'm from Florida, so um he's I believe he's from like Broward County. So uh that's somebody who that's Broward I, County. I've been, yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> listening to <laughs> That's somebody who I've been listening to. One second. Oops. There we go. I think All right. my headphones went dead on me. Oh, Uh-oh no. now. We Technical difficulties. You. Yes, we can Hold still on, hear real you. quick. But I don't think he can hear us. That might be the problem. <laughs> uh, ah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely... Uh, somebody I've been listening to, I actually have heard of most of these people on um, this list for like the first time in like a few years. Uh, If y'all not familiar with Chica, um, she has a Tiny Desk concert um, that's on, um, what's that, NPR? Mm -hmm. They do the Tiny Desk concerts. Y'all should definitely check that out. Like she is fire. Like she can rap. So uh, definitely, definitely take a look at her. Um, I, I'm not familiar with Polo G's music, but I definitely heard of him. NLE Chopper is somebody I've also heard of. Uh, Lil TJ is buzzing right now. Um, I'm not too familiar with his music, but I definitely know who he is. So I, I've, I've heard of uh, Fivio, Fabio, how do you say his mm-hmm. name? I think it's Fivio. Uh, He's kind of like the one that's taking over the the wave in regards to the sound that Pop Smoke had. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, drill sound. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. New York style drill. That's mm-hmm. uh that new wave. Um. He, yeah, he he has some dope music too. So um, yeah, I, this is like one of the first times in a few years because I haven't really been uh, tapped in, but for whatever reason, like. I've heard of most of these artists this year, so. Nice. Yeah. Awesome, that's awesome. I mean, again, we definitely want to shout out this incredible list. Uh, freshman, you know, XXL always finds ways to, you know, bring you uh, something interesting, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you're on this list, it's something to be completely proud of because it means you are definitely being recognized for the grind that you put in. So again, every, and then again, with the youth in that, hey man, can't argue with it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, y'all keep doing your thing. Get that money, get your bread, get your recognition, and uh, keep putting up dope content, man. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of who disagrees and agrees with it. Right. Put out your content. You know what I'm saying? Do you and do what that is. So, cuz of what, what else do we have uh, lined up within this week's entertainment news that stuck well, out this week? Um, speaking of explicit content, um, I kind of touched on the fact that WAP had dropped last Friday, but we really didn't listen to it. We hadn't seen the visuals too much, so we couldn't speak too much on it. Um, but <laughs> the social media has kind of been going buck wild as it pertains to WAP, um, both in a positive way and in a negative way. Um, positive, you know, people are like in full support. They really like the visuals. They like that both girls was given their optimum level of sexy and freak. And then you have... Um, Apparently, men who comment on it saying like, oh, this is too ex- explicit and like they aren't acting like like ladies and 
um, it is, is, is too much. And so it brings up the question like, is it too much because of what they're saying or is it too much because it's women saying it and we're not used to women owning their, their sexuality, so, so to speak? Hmm. You know, uh, Charles, why don't you go ahead and start off with this one, my friend. I'd love to know your opinions. Yeah, um, I mean, in regards to the song, like the, the way that I view these two artists, um, they're adult artists, so they make, you know, adult content. So mm -hmm. um, I didn't really take offense to it. Um, I feel like uh, women should have, you know, the right to express however they want, you know, how they, however they feel. And um, if that um, content isn't suited for, you know, certain audiences, then that's up to, you know, those parents that's up to, you know, whoever doesn't agree with it. Cause I don't watch everything. I don't listen to all different types of music cause it's not for me. Like I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, um, nothing against like people like uh, that make music like uh, Beyonce for example. But I know when she puts out an album, it's probably not for me. I can listen to it, but I probably won't, I won't be connected to it just because of, you know, she has a, a target audience who she's talking to. So um, I didn't find any offense to it. Um, and really the blowback, um, in regards to the lyrics, it is probably because of, you know, people aren't used to, uh, women really ex expressing on that level, um, just that type of content. So, um, I didn't, I, me personally, I don't have a problem with it. Um, those people are grown. They, they do what they want to do. They, yeah. you know, that's how they make their money. So. You know, it is what it is. It's just entertainment to me. Mm -hmm. Facts, um, big facts, actually. And and I mean, I, I agree with you in the sense of like both of these women are really dope as far as uh, what they. I may not necessarily completely listen to them like that, but I mean, as far as like I've heard their feature verses on certain songs and be like, yo, they murdered that, like flow for flow uh bar for bar kind of deal um you know and then like i said i mean it's it's i, I for me it gets old uh i guess in my mature state it's old to listen to the the sexual stuff male or female uh most mm -hmm. times but then i get it because I, I you know sex sells and i understand you know it's entertainment but it's also the way the world is you know what i mean they they, they like hearing that and that's what sells it so you know it's not their fault you know i mean uh cardi literally said it out of her own mouth multiple two the times like i tried to give y'all the real stuff you know and y'all didn't want to buy it y'all didn't want to stream it nothing it didn't it wasn't doing nothing and so i had to go back and putting out this type of content so it it you know hey man what can you say uh more power to the ladies uh for doing what they're doing um, you know, I, I definitely just want to say, uh, you know, I think about the little, the young girls, just like I think about the young boys as well in the case of the men, because this is a, a two sides of the coin thing. So I would never say this about the women and not say it about the dudes. Cause as I mentioned with the NLE choppers and all that, like, I don't listen to street rap like that. Cause that's not my environment like that i may know about it but i don't know about it deep enough to sit there and just be like that's all i listen to because i relate to it like i don't relate to it to want to listen to it so 
as Charles emphasized, you know, when he was just like, hey, it's not for me. You know, the NLE choppers in them aren't necessarily for me, but I'll listen to them and check them out as far as like, yo, I like the flow. I like the beat. I like the the the, the sound, uh, but the actual content, I'm, it's not for me. I don't relate to it. I'm not a street rapper. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a a sexual rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like I can get some smooth lines or something here and there, but you know I ain't gonna go super <laughs> detail with it, you know what I'm saying? Whisper, but sweet nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know, if that's what people like, that's what people like. But uh yeah. nah, I mean uh some of that extra stuff as far as like even with the uh the 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 is it a Kardashian or was it a, a Jenner? I think it was a Jenner. Kylie. Right? Oh Kylie. Yeah. Kylie was in the Jenner. video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it man stop it just stop it. don't <laughs> stop bringing people and they races and then they're like oh she's not th-. look man all right she's a woman and you definitely can't take that all right don't matter about the shade she a woman if she in the video and they want her in the video let her be in the video man it is what it is all right so right. just stop that america all right stop it don't it's just annoying when it comes to the explicit things because it's like let's stop acting like ex- explicit sexual songs are new like yeah. we were in elementary school boys running around singing slop on my not why do you know this song i knew ludicrous a fantasy word for word in fourth grade and it's like it's up to a parent or to a guardian or whatever to monitor the shit your kids um, listen to because growing up even even when censorship was a little more strict even when there were explicit stickers on cds and people couldn't buy it unless they were 18 even with all those different things set in place the kids are going to find it some way shape or form anyway so mm-hmm. to be looking at the artists like they are supposed to be the the on uh, these role models not not to say that cardi and megan aren't but from jump like they've been sexy women and that and that's what they talk about and they just took it to the <laughs> they just upped it up a little bit here now yeah. i will say this though um for all of the male artists that's out there making remix to this wop, <laughs> we do not need that we need to cancel know, oh those. Goodness. Yeah, like um, I'm, I heard Plies did a remix, and I heard a little oh, wow. bit of Safari, and um, I heard like twenty seconds of that Safari. I had to cut it off. I was like, "Yeah, you, yeah, oh, we don't goodness. need that from you, my boy." <laughs> Stick to ghostwriting, my friend. We do not need yeah. you on the phone. And then, and then, um, like Dwayne said, you know, Cardi was talking about the fact that she's trying to put more thoughtful records out and people didn't go to them. And then in the same breath, she said, and, and the women that are out here who are lyricists and, 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 and are really talking about something, y'all don't, y'all don't support them. So if you really want to, to see a shift and it's not the Cardi B's and Megan's that, are getting the the um, spotlight, then support the artists you feel like should be, mm-hmm. because they're not getting that support, obviously. And 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 I and I'm so glad you brought that that point out because at the end of the day, um, to to both emphasize on both Charles's point and your point, uh, coming off of your point freshly is just if you really don't want to hear it, don't, don't support it. it. Don't listen to it. Don't entertain it. Okay. 
because the more you ignore it and support the artists that are, you know, actually putting out the stuff that, you know, you're saying, hey, we want more of that, then actually support that, you know, support your J. Coles, your Kendricks, your Rhapsodies, and, and, and so many other, you know what I'm saying, dope lyrical lyricists out there, male and female, you know, that actually rap about political things and real things or just stuff you can relate to stuff you're like culturally into you know what i mean uh because when you go through the street stuff and the sex stuff then if you keep feeding that it's what they're going to keep putting out because that's mm-hmm. what's going to keep giving them money so that's the simple solution but also to my boy charles's extent please <laughs> listen all right don't remix something <laughs> no all right this reminds me of a song by a great group, rest in peace, Miss Lisa Left Eye Lopez, uh, No Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all remember this song? Yeah. Oh, Pigeons no when scrubs. they came out with Pigeons? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pigeons. All right. How well do you think that song lasted over the years? Does anybody <laughs> really remember that? Hmm? Do you remember No Pigeons? Or do you Leave remember No Scrubs? Just let the girls have it. There you go. Fellas, just make let the women be great and and win, okay? If a song like that won, you just find a way to go harder in your own way, and and there you go. Don't remix something that's already great because it won't be remembered. If it is remembered, it's remembered for all the wrong reasons that Charles just said. Therefore, I think that's a nice transition onto what else have we been having going on this week in entertainment? Um, I think that's it. Um. So I do want to put some respect on Drake's video for Laugh Now, Cry Later. Visually, it was wonderful. It was so dope. He was at the Nike training facility headquarters, um, cameoed a lot of Nike art, um, athletes. He, he um, had like a little comedy skit in there. Like Drake, just everything he puts out, I'm a fan of. He's, I, I don't foresee him coming off of his pedestal anytime soon. You know, I've lately found myself being more entertained by his videos more than anything. His videos are good. Um, mm-hmm. Probably just because of the fact that Drake's a natural actor, seeing as how I do remember him from his Degrassi days. And the fact that with him being a natural actor, he can take that element and actually do creative elements within his videos you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying he can literally put some mini scenes in there mini cam all of that jazz you know what i mean and then of course with its marketability hey smart move bro go with nike you know what i'm saying right. ah, why not you know even though i've heard that that's nike jacket was fire hey, there you go. hey you know make it make it work uh but I, i've been liking his videos more than anything i mean i still Speaking of Degrassi, love the I'm Upset video just because of the fact that dude literally took the whole cast of Degrassi <laughs> and put them in the video and made a legit Degrassi reunion into mm-hmm. a music video. So therefore, to me, that just signified Drake is the GOAT when it comes to music videos. <clears throat> music videos. Yes, Derek, I said music videos. Don't you dare quote me on GOAT. I said music like, I'm about to come up in here and say something. <laughs> I said music I'm videos. Come off mute. <laughs> music videos, all right? <laughs> He's up there with the Missy Elliott's and all those people. He always finds a way to make his videos stand out, all right? Because many rappers ain't really doing it that creatively anymore these days. So 
No. Drake, props to you on the videos. That being said, uh, the song, eh, it's cool. I mean, eh. I like the video more than the single. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, yeah. I might have to listen to it doing something else. Yeah, yeah, you know. Eh. Uh, <laughs> but uh. Speaking of which, there is one more slight fact in entertainment this week. Don't know if my co-host had a chance to catch it yet, but again, shout out to our last week's guest, Mr. Mystical with the No Limit Chronicles, because the No Limit Chronicles did conclude. It's yes, it did. I didn't watch it this yet. week, and I found it so great because it made me forget about some songs I forgot with the reincarnation of No Limit, uh, the new No Limit, as it was uh, called, and, and then its new transformation and Romeo taking it with the new generation and calling it No Limit Forever. Uh, mm. But nonetheless, uh, you know, and I don't want to give too much away here for my cousin, but I just love the way that it emphasized, you know, the fact that Master P had this nice little, you know, figure out period of like, okay, how can I revenge this? And then boom, here's Romeo. Whoa, we got a star on our hands. And school, Romeo took it to another level and the things that Romeo does, which is why I say put respect on Romeo's name, people. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't do that enough, but it is what it is. Um, and then I want to shout out the Rough Riders because the Rough Riders Chronicles actually made its episode one debut. Yeah. On the same night, we got to see the conclusion of the No Limit Chronicles and the start of the Rough Riders Chronicles on BET, which to those out there, if you don't know about the Rough Riders, then A, where the heck have you been all your life? C, oh wait, I skipped B. So B, I need to say you, sir and or ma'am, should actually... Go check that episode out if you have it on demand. If not, just wait for BET to show it because I'm sure they'll show a rerun. And uh, yeah, check out the Rough Riders Chronicles because a lot of people don't understand. Of course, there's DMX, which we all know. The dog, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I already know. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't got time to go on my DMX impressions today. But nonetheless, you got your D- oh, yeah, nice trust tonight. me. I, I got I got, them. <laughs> I, I got them for days, people. You know what I'm saying? It's the monster. I got it for the days. I'm not going to go there today, though. We're not going to do that. Nonetheless, DMX, we got you. And of course, one of my favorite, we talked about female MCs, Miss Eve, bruh. I don't know mm-hmm. why people out there don't seem to remember. Y'all must have forgot. So you really need to watch this Rough Riders Chronicles just in case y'all forgot how great Eve was. And probably still is, because I feel like she could probably even still do this if she probably wanted to. I don't know why Eve doesn't get her flowers these days, you know what I'm saying, in history. But Miss Eve and, you know, showing her introduction of how she came to be and how she was with this clique. And then, of course, you got the locks, the lyrical monsters, Styles P, Jada Kiss, you know what I'm saying? So... Uh yeah, <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all gotta check out. Hey, well, you know, hey, like I said, man, we, we got them for days. But y'all, y'all really have to check out the final episode of the No Limit Chronicles. If you haven't checked out any of the No Limit Chronicles, check out one to five. It is available on demand if you have it on your local cable network. And then of course, check out the Rough Riders. So, you know, hey, 
enough said, man. That that's that's, that's really it on the entertainment news. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess as we normally do, let's get into the meat of this thing. Because what our guest is, we know that our guest is a producer. And well, we had a producer rap duo, you know what I'm saying? So you're like our first solo producer, you get what I'm saying? Because that was that was a duo, you know. So I wanna shout out, you know, I wanna shout them out because they know that I know you're listening, we know you're watching, and, and we, you know, we, we thank you guys for joining, you know what I'm saying? But we got a producer who's gonna give us some extra producer vibes and let us know, hey man, what is it like producing? Especially for artists out here that are looking for that producer connect to connect with. Yeah, so um, I really, truth be honest, I got started producing in high school. Uh, I was in uh, 10th grade in um, Atlanta and uh, I walked past this uh, class. I was like, yo, what are they doing in there? they actually was making beats in the class. So mm. I actually started making like beats through an elective at my high school. Mm. So we started on, um, we was using Reason. I, I dived into that. And the reason why I really got into uh, producing music was because uh, I always was, you know, kind of writing raps and stuff like that. And I was, you know, I used to rap a little bit. And um, I've noticed that everybody around that time wanted to rap. They wanted to, you know, get their bars off. So I was like, why not, you know, me, I start making, you know, the production for these rappers and I can make so much money on the back end of that where I don't have to be, you know, in front of all the cameras and, you know, all, all of, you know, have all this attention, but I could still make some pretty good money from it. So I got started there making beats, um, ended up uh, producing uh, for a whole bunch of different um, artists, whether it was uh, I had a group at uh, one of my old churches that I used to produce for, uh, we used to perform. Uh, then they went to some high school friends. I ended up joining the military, um, producing a whole bunch of different projects, mixtapes, um, a couple albums, and um, yeah, like 10 years later, you know, I'm still here um, producing, um, you know, music for, you know, now I'm I'm more so branching out because music is, is really needed everywhere for people mm -hmm. that, you know, starting up podcasts, uh, people that, you know, starting their businesses, they need music in the background of their videos. Um, I still, you know, produce for artists. But it's it's so many opportunities when it comes to music because you literally cannot cut on anything that is visual that does not have music on it. Even, you know, just audio, just, you know, radio and, you know, um, podcast streaming or whatever the case may be, music is everywhere. So if you're an artist out here, it is so many opportunities out here to uh, capitalize, not just, you know, selling uh, a song and just putting it on iTunes, but when you watching the NBA countdown, like it's all of that music that you probably never heard before. Those people are getting some good checks from them. And um, I personally know a, a certain, you know, um, a couple people on um, that I've been following that actually had their music up there. Like sometimes you might hear, oh snap, like, 
Lecrae got a song going NBA <laughs> the NBA Finals or something like that or yeah. like yeah they, they don't you know cater to it's not always the biggest artist on there so um yeah it's just take take advantage of all of these opportunities when it comes to you know what it takes to be uh, an artist like you got commercials TV like it's 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 way bigger than just slapping your stuff on SoundCloud or um, you got it on Spotify or whatever the case may be. Not saying that you can't make money from that, but you can definitely capitalize in different ways. Mm. So for those of us who don't know shit about shit when it comes to music, like what is in the job job description of a producer? Like what do you do in in the studio? Uh, that's a that's a good question. So you have different types of producers. Um, you have a producer that um, put concepts and things together, and then you have your beat makers. Um, sometimes you have like you have artists. They get a beat from a beat maker, and they're not involved with the song making process at all. Um, then you have other producers that not only do they make the beats, but they may even help write the song. They may even help um, arrange arrange how the song will go. They give um, corners of, okay, like maybe you should add something here. Maybe you should take that out. Um, a lot of these producers are engineers as well. So they record, they, they make sure it sounds right. Uh, it's, it's a lot to what a producer is. And sometimes some producers don't even touch any keys at all, but they, they're in, in charge of making all of the pieces connect. So like you have mm -hmm. people like, uh, like for example, uh, Hitmaker, for, for example. Um, he's like one of the biggest producers um, that's currently in the game when it comes to singles. Um, if you heard like a big single, it probably came from uh, Hitmaker within the last three or four years or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, one, of the, um, one of the songs that just popped up, popped up in my head is um, uh, Bounce Back by uh, Big Sean. Like he produced that, but I don't think he necessarily put keys on every single record that he does. What he does is he he takes um, some talent. They start off with a concept. He may you know throw some drums here and there or whatever, but he makes sure that all of the pieces connect and um, actually come with the final product. Mm. So that's intense, and I love I love yeah, how you. Could be. <laughs> I love how you broke that down because, uh, you know, there are a lot of artists out there, believe it or not, who really didn't realize the significance behind producers and the fact that there were so many different producers. And actually, artists don't even realize that they are producers even when they think they're not because of mm -hmm. what you just said there about recording. Because sometimes artists probably don't, you know, they may get the beat from the beat maker version mm -hmm. of the producer. And they're engineering and recording their own tracks, mixing and mastering it all by themselves with nobody to really help them, probably in their own little corner and doing what they're doing. So that makes them a producer by title in a different way. You see what I'm saying? Right. So uh, there's that. But what I would like to actually um, chop it up with you about, I um, KE on the track uh, actually explained his story and he explained the story of his come up and how he managed to get the name that he got and managed how he managed to really just come out with a lot of hits that 
was like, whoa, including the also infamous and apparently timeless track that a lot of you guys know, you know, man, I got this swag. <laughs> my hand, my hand, my bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, like national anthem. Like you know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. There you go. You see what I'm saying? So, for example, KE on the track actually explained how in his startup, he had these beats and he was trying to pitch them to artists that were popping or labels that were, you know, big time labels. And nobody gave him a chance to where he said, okay, I'm about to switch it up. And he decided to go to the local indie artist, the independent artist, and he would pitch his beats to them. And then they would blow up. And as they blew up, because he was the one that produced and pitched those tracks to them, his name blew up. And all of a sudden, as he got that name from them blowing up, now other big time producers and artists started wanting to work with him. And that's how he came to be the legendary producer that he is in his own right. So I would like to talk to you about what is it like um, as a producer to be in that type of space where you know, just like artists, artists are trying to, you know, get themselves heard uh, amongst the people because the people and the DJs, because the DJs will spin their records, you know, so that people can hear it. Right. And then, of course, you know, the people in general, just the people that decide, hey, man, you're a dope artist. We want to support you and ride your way. Uh, but in the producer's road, it seems to be completely different because you guys are more so pitching to artists that maybe popping or maybe have potential to pop and you're like hey well let's work together because this beat will get you popping with what your style is and then as you blow up i'm blowing up too because i made this and now all of a sudden we both get the attraction that we need what is that that like for the producer um well yeah it's to be honest i enjoy that and um I've noticed that working with um, artists that are up and coming, they need a lot of help with direction. So like not only do am I helping with just the music aspect of it, but I've also managed to um, help everybody that I've ever um, worked with. I helped them come up with uh, their concepts um, for their mixtape or their albums. Um, also uh, got into graphic design as well. So. Uh, you know, helping them with marketing strategies and, and helping building the artists up from the beginning to me is like super um, satisfying because you get to see like the product of your work and you get to see um, artists grow and um, mature and starting to, you know, gain uh, a little following here and there if they, you know, become, you know, get some type of traction. It's just, it's, it's really... Uh, a feeling that you you can't necessarily you can explain it but it's it's like you you're doing it the right way because like if you blew up too fast and you you know you just hey like I got a beat you sent it off to Drake now you got all these people now you have to re replicate that and if you're not able to replicate that now your you know your reputation and everything is 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 gone like it it could be taken just as fast as it was given to you so um home growing your own talent is 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 definitely the way that most people are really getting on like if you really 
pay attention to all of the new artists that comes out, they're, they're normally attached to a producer. Like when JB Block Boy um, was, you know, popping, um, uh, what's, what's my boy name? Uh, Takey. Yeah, Takey. Yeah, yeah, I forgot it right. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he became the hottest producer, you know, in, 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 in that particular time frame, just because, you know, uh, uh, Block Boy, you know, popped up. I'm not sure too much what he's doing right now, but T. Keith is still out here. Yeah, out here. He just on the um, he was just on the Netflix show, um, Rhythm and Flow. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was. He was. Yeah. So, um, I think that is really the key if you're a producer, uh, because the next the next artist is 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 not too far from you, especially mm-hmm. if you're in like areas like um, a Memphis right now. Uh, Atlanta is always popping. Mm-hmm. Florida just have so many dope talent out there. Um, up north, um, New York is popping again. The West Coast is always popping. So yeah, like it, it really don't really don't take much. Um, you just have to stay consistent. Um, really, you know, um, make connections because that's that's the biggest thing. And uh, with with that, you know, you really, you really can put yourself around in some, in some uh, good talent. Because me personally, even though I haven't had a lot of uh, big placements, I have been um, have access to uh, send out beats um, that could, that that was being pitched to like a Chris Brown. Um, I, I've also done um, a song with. Uh, I got a song right now with uh, Lil B that he did some years ago that was on his bass Paradise uh, mixtape. So, yeah, just based off of relationships, um, it can definitely take you to that next level. Agreed, man. And now also with that, though, uh, that that pitch and how you mentioned that with placements, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, much like with the artist, that is always a goal to get that placement on an ESPN background, you know, for the NBA finals or something, or, you know, just local commercial, maybe a bigger commercial, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Anything. Uh, Producers are also in that same category of there's something that needs music for everything, Uh, Mm -hmm. whether it's your local streaming, you know what I'm saying, platform like a Twitch, you know, where, you know, maybe gamers are streaming and they got instrumental playing in the background. You know what I'm saying? Uh, tournament, if you will. Uh, commercial ads, uh, you name it. Movies, backgrounds. I mean, any and everything. Uh, what What is the importance to that for upcoming produ- up-and-coming producers who don't understand that? Well, um, the way I see it is uh, if you only focus, I'm not saying that you... you Focus on you know your craft, but if you if you're only aware of you know one different type of bag and you're not able to get that one bag because uh, for whatever reason the artist that you're working with didn't pop or whatever whatever the case is, you have di- so many different opportunities that you're missing out on. So if as you're home growing you know your own artist that you're working with, you could be you know making relationships with a whole bunch of different people where, you know, now I can make, um, I don't have to wait on uh, 
not only a placement, because you can get a placement and somebody record on your song, but you won't see your, any return or um, any, you know, success on that record until that artist put it out. And you know how artists can hold on to songs sometimes. Sometimes, like, you could produce something three, four years ago and it just came out. That's normal practice. So um, with that being said, you have to take your own career in your hands if you really want to make this thing profitable so you can live off of or even a supplemental income um, by leveraging different uh, opportunities around you, whether it's your local podcast that, you know, just starting up, whether it's uh, because once you once you make that relationship, you never know who they know. And they may know somebody that knows somebody. So you just have to really take all opportunities and uh, really, you know, take advantage. Don't, you know, I would, I would suggest this, though. Uh, build relationships, but you also have to make sure you know your worth and you know, you know, mm-hmm. how to do your paperwork. Know how to um, sign up for, like, a song trust and, and, and a BMI and, and learning that you can get for one song you can get paid out six or seven different ways off of one one song based off of how you register on these different platforms like a um like song trust bmi um another one is um sound scan things of that nature so um yes yeah, it's, it's a lot of different ways to to make money um when it comes to music you just have to be knowledgeable where to go Mm. That's it. super informative. See, I don't know all of that went into producing at all. <laughs> it could be a lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a lot. It could be a lot. So um what I would also say is um talk about what is a tag and what is the importance of a tag mm-hmm. for a producer. Yeah, so uh basically what a tag is is what people it's branding. That's what it is. Uh, clear and cut. So when you hear like a cash money AP before you like the beat drop on, on the song, like you know who made that beat. Cash money AP made that beat or uh, um, Take Heath. Yeah, t- uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Take Heath. If you're a metro, don't trust it. I'm a right. <laughs> right. Like so when you cut that track on, like you know who made it. Um, a lot of people use it. It's not always needed. Um, in regards to every producer, but it's just a popular thing for branding. Um, and it's a smart thing. So people know, you know, who you are um, more than just, you know, the person that you produce for um, and the people that, you know, a lot of people don't go back and read the credits, uh, especially nowadays, because we don't have C- physical CDs anymore. So when you go mm-hmm. on streaming, you really have to, okay, like who produced this? Let me look and see, like, it's it's not up in front street anymore. So uh, it's definitely a different way of marketing, but what's even more important is make sure that uh, you're getting your royalties when you, you're you're signing up your your paperwork for your you know BMIs, ASCAPs, like I was saying, song trust, uh, sound scans, and um, a lot of people don't know this, but you can get paid for your streams on SoundCloud as well. So that's another um, that's another gem that I, I got to from one of my producer friends. Um, his name, uh, he go by uh, Hero the Producer. Uh, yeah, he he definitely put me on some game for sure. Mm, love it. Shout out to Hero for always putting fellow producers 
on game because you got to have that, man. Mm -hmm. uh, producers, artists, we got to stick together, man. You got to make sure that we know these things because there's money out there everywhere. Okay. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm wondering, I have a question that I think my, 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 my co-host can gladly, gladly ask in a better way than I can as the listener, because you are the listener. What is the importance of a beat that catches your attention? Me, like what what catches my attention? Yeah, yeah. For a beat, um, I like eight oh eights, which is which is the heavy bass, right? See, I don't I don't know terms, but I like a heavy bass. So, like when um when uh, when dubstep first got really hot, like I was really heavy on that. Um, I like um major laser I like anything that's gonna make me feel like I I I want to dance so I feel like 808 does that for me and then I think that a nice tag helps too because when I was in college listening to Travis Porter they did a lot of um mixtape with DJ spins I believe and so like right in the pockets every turn up like you you I'm um, just her spins 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 and it'll get you hyped so I think that that helps with a good beat too. Mm, love it, love it. And so that same question is now transitioned to the producer of this very episode. Now that we've gotten the listener's perspective, I need to know from the actual producer's perspective, what is the importance behind making that beat that the very listener is gonna vibe to that you know they're gonna vibe to? Yeah, it's it's really the, the foundation of the song. Like it's, there's no song out there that the masses is going to like if the beat isn't good. So mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, if the beat is good and the song is still trash, they still will listen to it a lot of the time. Because uh, we have a lot of artists out here that uh, they're not really saying much. they just, you know, in the pockets just because, like, the beat is doing most of the work. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the most important thing for me. The, one of the most important parts of the beat, not only I love the 808s and I love the bass because that really carries the beat. I like instrumentation a lot, but mm -hmm. uh, for me, like drums, drums is what get, get that head nod. It, 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 gets, it gets, you know, the people moving and dancing and that, that's what really gets the energy of, of a particular song. So, um, that sounds it. No, that's 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 right on the money. I mean, um, both of you guys answered that so greatly. So I guess if I asked myself this question as the artist of the room, right, then I guess I would say uh, to to make the whole circle complete in this. Um, to my fellow artists, um, what goes in the importance of a good beat is knowing that breaking it down based off a your style and knowing, okay, what's your style? Are you a turn-up artist? Okay, so then that means you're gonna want a lot of bass, 808s, subs, uh, you know, you're gonna want all of that in there so that you can throw in your ad-libs and throw in all that, of course, you know, it's gonna have a killer tag if it's got crazy bass, right? So then you just gotta put what you put to it, put your style and flavor on it and boom, you got yourself a hit on your hands. 
are you a rapper who is kind of like, all right, I want to be epic. I want to kind of switch it up, you know, kind of goes Travis Scottish, you know what I mean? Where it's a sicko mode type of beat where it's going to flip on you three different times. So <laughs> it's going to have this style and then it's going to switch up and be this and then it's going to switch up at the end and be that with a feature artist that it fits, such as a Drake. So, you know, it makes you say, okay, then that's probably what you want to look for. You know, who is the producer that can switch up a, a beat for me in an epic kind of way? You know, if it was the early 2000s, an anthem type of way. All right, I need a little John-esque anthem type of track because I'm an anthem type of rapper. So I want to be able to just put something that's going to make everybody throw their hands up and then just start vibing to the vibes, right? Um, maybe you're a melodic rapper. All right, so then I need something that's a transition of bassy turnip-like, but kind of smooth enough for me to just put the vibes on, ride the waves, something that my listener can still dance to, while also still kind of, you know, hey, I got this in my car and I'm just riding, you know? So it, it's a variety of things as the artist that goes into the importance of what makes the great beat it, it first goes with what fits with you and what you what you feel in your style is going to work for that beat that you come across and finding that of course uh because you may not have that direct producer that you can work with so sometimes you probably are going to come across a beat maker so then at that point the beat maker is going to categorize their his or her beats and let you know, okay, you're looking for this vibe, then here are the list of beats that fit that vibe you're looking for. If you want that vibe, here's the list of those beats that's gonna fit that vibe. You know, you a pop style artist, there you go. Pop beats for days. Turn up artists, beats for days. So uh, all in all, uh, as the artist, I mean, it's important, but also the main important thing behind a good beat is making sure the artist gets their credit all right because that transitions into my next thought for this very person and i would love to get my co-host's perspective as a listener because i'm sure the listener probably won't even really know half the time because well it sounds good so they probably <laughs> won't even know right sir charles if you don't mind me saying it like that you know what i'm saying uh, shout out to charles barkley you know i know we kind of just stole your nickname like that but uh uh so Charles, now we have a generation here of rappers, SoundCloud rappers as we call them, who like to, uh, you know, steal a producer's beats off of YouTube, make something fire to it, blow up from it, and not even bother to give the producer credit. What do you say is a way to I wouldn't necessarily say avoid it because it seems to be a thing right and some producers seem to be kind of cool with it because they look at it as well hey shoot i made it in a way so it's kind of helping me but what, what what what's nice medium of that for those artists that do kind of you know just decide to just take a beat and do whatever to it uh well one way of uh, that really can just nip all this in the bud is just the fact that when you when you know how to register your own music, 
like BMIs and all these different uh, what are called PROs, performance rights organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, it really doesn't matter if you know these these people still to be in let's say a record blows right. Mm-hmm. Your name is not on it. These different sites, you're able to register your own self on these particular songs and get your cut back. And um, a lot of these uh, websites, they will backdate up to about two years of any missed royalties that you did that you didn't receive for that record. So as long as you you know got your paperwork right, um, it 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 doesn't matter you know who uh, stole the beat, because it happens, it happens a lot. It happens all the time. I had a friend, um, he go by uh, Scotty of OTH, and um, he produced a beat, he put it out on YouTube, and then he he actually finds that uh, Lil Baby on a, uh, a freestyle on like a radio show, he did a freestyle on his beat. He was like, Sounds very familiar. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if you got your paperwork right, you know you're able to uh, cash out and get that money that is owed to you. So uh, if it if it blows, you want it to blow, you know. But just make sure you got you know entertainment lawyers and attorneys and things in place that you can reach out to, uh, just so. Uh, you know, you could get your fair share of what's owed to you as well. So uh, it does take, you know, some legal action as well to uh, take it that next level. So, um, yeah, I I don't, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, think it's a bad thing because if you know what you're doing, then you can, you can capitalize off of that situation. Hmm. Now, what do you say about now going back off top of that thing? What do you also say about the SoundClick producers who allow you to download free, even though they make it clear it's nonprofit? But again, you still have artists who kind of ignore that and go get their profit. Does it still fall under that same category, or do, do or do you attack? that artist in a way of like, okay, partner, you, you clearly violated what the rights literally just said. This is for promotional use only, not for profit, unless you purchase this beat. Yeah, I, me personally, uh, I think that it was an era, especially the SoundClick era, that really um, ushered the behind the beats online for independent artists. I think we kind of put these artificial rules on what can happen with these beats or not. And it's really not a way to really monitor a lot of this stuff a lot of the time in the way that you really, you know, would get your money's worth. Because uh, you can you can register your stuff correctly, but it's a lot of people that make music that don't register their stuff at all. And they're not making any money on their music at all because it's not, you know, it might be on YouTube, but the YouTube is not monetized. It might be on SoundCloud, but it's not getting a lot of views. So, like, a lot of these people not really doing the right paperwork in the first place. So, it's really hard to really monitor. So, if you're going to just put out, like, a free beat and say, like, it's only for promotional use, I don't think it's a way for you to really monitor that. Because how do you know the name of the song? How, do you, how can you enforce that? 
Um, even with the the concept of a loose beat, um, me personally, if I'm going to have like a loose beat, I'm not going to put any parameters on it because it's not like, okay, like that's your 15,000th play. Like now we need, we need to come back to the table and talk about another lease. Like it's, it's really hard to do that. So really what these artists are really paying for is really just a cheaper version of an exclusive beat because we're not really monitoring all of these guidelines that we say that, you know, you must abide by. So uh, for me, if you if if it's gonna be a free beat, just just make it a free beat. If it happens to blow up, it's like okay, just contact me um, through these parameters, and I have my information already provided to you. So if it blows up, now we can talk about royalties and things of that nature. Um, mm. If it's promotional for them, it should be promotional for you as well. Mm. Um, that's how that's how I kind of see it. I love that. I love I love the way you uh, emphasize that because that was something I've always wondered about as the artist uh, because I did when I first started out found myself in that sound click era of like constantly just getting beats for no reason like oh free like I was so new into it at the time that it was like wait you mean to tell me it's that easy just download a beat and you make a song to it and it's yours you get the Really? Too good to be true. And then and some of them had hit hooks on it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. This the music industry this easy? You know, but then eventually maturing and starting to understand, like, oh, because I ran into the problem of you got this song to this beat. And then you come across another artist that got the same doggone beat with a different song. And now you're sitting there like, wait, bro, I got a song to that same beat. And then you're like, well, my song better though. You know what I mean? And then that's where the audience kind of decides it. But I always looked at it. I kind of stopped the sound click thing once I realized that because I was like, all right, bro, I don't want to put something out that blows and then somebody else does something to it. And dare I say it either blows further or it makes it look like oh wait a minute hold up who's the real owner of this here beat you know what i'm saying or whatever the case may be you know which is why they always say get exclusive rights uh they always advise to get exclusive rights because well you don't have to worry about that because the producer is basically giving you the keys pun intended shout out to future and them right you know you, you get the <laughs> keys to the beat so i mean I don't know, cuz, uh, I mean, as a listener, right? This is all going way over my head, by the way. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do appreciate you just kind of talking about the paperwork and just making sure you really register your stuff, because at the end of the day, it all comes down to ownership and can you prove whether or not this is yours? So that's super important. I think that more artists and producers and just creatives as a whole are paying more attention to that aspect. Because sometimes you feel like, oh, I just want to get get my art out so that a lot of people can hear it. But when that art does blow up, you want to make sure that you're rewarded for that success as well. Mm -hmm. Love it, man. You know, everybody, life is a piece of pie. And everybody's got to get their slice. You know what I'm saying? Artists got to eat. Producers gotta eat. 
And well, the listeners always eat because you guys are the ones that just gets the great sauce of what everything is in the process of just creating. So therefore, everybody is getting their piece of the pie. So, I mean, Charles, what if, what other advice can you offer up and coming producers that uh, I mean, you've spit a lot of gems already. Oh, the gym dropping uh, was real today. Yeah, but what's for you know? But what what's something? you would advise young up-and-coming producers to do right now? Yeah, I appreciate it. I would say um, really just pay attention to where the market is going. Um, the, the era of the tight beat is over with. If, if people haven't really, you know, paid attention. So, like, not saying that it's, it's not people that are having success with it, but for the most part, if you have a success with it, it's because you already have been having success with it. Um, the YouTube algorithms are changing and uh, the way that you have to market yourself is, is going to be totally different uh, from what it was three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. So um, if you're an artist, if you're, I don't care if you have a business as well, because I kind of transitioned from not only producing um, artists, but now I'm, I'm producing businesses as well. Um, you know, helping them start up. So what I would say to them is the same thing I would say to all the producers and artists is uh, know what you're getting into uh, your music for. Like, know your why. Once you know your why, you'll be able to um, identify your expertise and whatever it, it is, what you got going on, and sell yourself and give out value. Leave with value first, and then from there, it don't matter what um, you put out, whether it's um, a course, whether it's uh, like some uh, a project. Um, you could have a project that leads into uh, a project about, let's say, uh, you having a certain experience. Your certain experiences how you grew up in this particular um, neighborhood and this neighborhood um, didn't have a lot of opportunities and you you happen to come across a video on how you started to make some money in, let's say the stock market or something like that. You, you, you make a whole album about how you making money in the stock market. Then you can have a whole course, like now you can diversify all of the different ways that you're um, able to incur uh, some type of revenue stream other than just, you know, one way. Like when we talk about these different bags out here um, earlier. So definitely lead with value. Um, have something that once you have value, the money will follow. Because to be honest, when we talk about just money, like the actual paper is is really worthless. Because the same amount of money that it, it costs to, to print uh, 20 is the same amount money it costs to print a hundred like it's literally the same material so as long as long as long as you lead with value whatever type of currency or whatever type of uh, uh money it will follow you because people people who get paid are people who are valuable mm -hmm. so um yeah that's that's what i will focus on um if you're a producer and you make certain type of beats, instead of, oh, I just made a beat, and you put it out there, uh, teach people how to make those beats. 
now you have a, a a wide range of people that you can talk to. Not only just people that are rappers, but now you can you you can supply something to uh, producers that other producers may not have because you have your own skill set, whether it's sound packs, uh, sound designing, things of that nature. So now you're you're broadening, you know, who who you're talking to. So um, yeah, definitely change the way of how you're marketing yourself for sure. That's great, and and I love the great way advice. you said that. Really great advice. Um, you actually made me think of Timbaland, uh, actually, because he had, I think he still has it, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a producer's class mm-hmm. where he literally gives you, you know, as as we all know, Tim, Timbo, Timbaland, one of the greatest of all time when it comes to producing. This man gave you a full class on tips, tricks what he does literally he takes you in his world of what he does when he creates you know and uh you know that is definitely something to mark you know create your own class yeah and and it doesn't take much it doesn't take much like if you need a a quick 150 dollars uh charge 15 people to come in a zoom class and teach them something for 10 bucks how many how Mm. many like that's that's not much like you can make that in an hour like what job you know is making 150 dollars an hour Come so on, it's, it's money out here. You just got to, you know, get creative and actually uh, lead with value so people can, you know, pay you for your expertise. That's real, man. I love it. I love it. Well, absolutely. I guess the, the only thing left to really ask, and I would love to dish this over to my co-host because this is this part of the show where we always say, hey, where can we, well, you know, because of me. Go ahead and close so that thing out. Where can we find you? What what are you working on? Where can people learn more about you? Oh no. Oh yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I hit yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um you guys you can fo- follow me at uh produced by pack at uh, on Instagram and that's spelled prod p-r-o-d-b-y-p-a-c-k you can follow me on instagram i'm currently going through um some changes in what i do so uh, it'll be a lot a lot of uh dope information on how to uh start a a start a business because one thing that i've noticed when we're talking about just the wealth gap in in um in america for you know people like us uh it's it's very different experiences so I believe that every, you know, family should have some type of uh, multiple uh, streams of income, whether that's if you're you're an artist, you're a producer, you know, you you got money coming in from streaming. You can also have money coming in from um, if you got an ebook online about you know certain expertise that you're putting out. Um, you could do your classes or your courses. Like we need to establish different streams of income because if corona uh, or this covid situation have not taught anybody anything just depending on having like one job is is not is Mm -hmm. it's not what's going to do it anymore because it once that's taken away you know what else you you have to show for yourself to keep these things you know keep the bills paid so um that is my goal is to inspire 10,000 uh businesses uh black entrepreneurs 
to uh, you know start successful companies. So uh, if if you anybody wants to be a part of the, that ten thousand so far, I'm I'm working on two. <laughs> I got my one. Uh, I'm working on two right now. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Produced by Pack on Instagram. Um, I'm not too much on uh, Twitter, but uh, once I get my Twitter going, that'll be Produced by Pack TV. And that is also the name of my YouTube channel, which I will be posting content in the future. But uh, Instagram is my main source of where you can get all of this dope information. Hey. Awesome. Man, you I'm heard it. You already know. <laughs> yeah. You already got two extra followers right here, including this very show, as you know. So, I mean, cause co-hosts, go ahead. Let them know right, where right. they can find everything about past the ox <laughs> well you can find past the ox on p-t-a-o-t-s on instagram i messed that up so bad last week but that is where you uh, you can find us make sure that you subscribe to us on all podcast platforms we're on spotify we're on apple we're on a whole bunch of other stuff check us out on um Sage families radio and tuned in we're there as well um we do have discussions on the OTS guys Facebook page make sure make sure you join that you can find me on Instagram at Nina soul uh, Nina soul with two eyes and on Twitter O underscore Nina with two eyes and then Nina as well all right all right and then of course let's not forget we have a side show for YouTube titled yeah. plugged in where this is basically an extension of this very show Pun intended, because the ox is passed to you, Ooh, the independent artist. Yeah, get it. See, see? Hey, this is what we do, <laughs> dropping gems and puns, baby. So this is where the ox is officially passed to you, as we like to say when we close out this show. The ox is passed to you, the independent artist, for yourselves to plug in and let us hear you and what you got. But make sure you credit your producers, people. If you ain't producing your own stuff, Make sure you put the title of the ones that's producing these beats so we know to give the flowers to the producers as well. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you for the beat, you know? But nonetheless, independent artists and producers, send in your stuff at P-T-A music at OTSguys.com. That is P-T-A music at OTSguys.com. Submit it. Let us know where you are where you're from shout yourself out send us a track maybe two tracks and uh we will review it we'll have our guy charles back on you never know what producers will have on to actually jam to you artists and say hey i might want to send you a free beat or something bro come shop with me come work with me you never know what producers may be on this show plugged in to listen with us uh, we may have some special guests. I mean, y'all saw it. We had Mystical on last week. You never know who may pop in to be a part of this segment with us. You know what I'm saying? So check out Plugged In. It is available exclusively to YouTube. It is a side mini show. So you must subscribe to OTS, a.k.a. on the sidelines, on the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and you will catch that very show. For artists, go ahead and submit those tracks. Follow your boy at... Dwayne Dickey Jr., that is my host page on Instagram. You can also follow the artist page at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life, which is the same for the Twitter, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. And uh, 
yeah, that's about it on this thing. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for yet tuning in for another great edition of Past the Ox. And the Ox has officially been passed to you. Peace.